Hello, newsies. Welcome to the most requested uh, review uh, of all time on Get the Flick Out of Here. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Plosmeet. With me, as always, is Kate. We have a hard out. We got to be done with this thing in like less than 90 minutes. And I have at least three hours of shit to say about this movie. <laughs> it has helped. We got to get started. This movie is we Street do. Fighter. Movie is Street Fighter. Um, Kate, I asked you specifically not to do any research before watching it because I wanted you to have the experience of having no idea who any of these characters were, uh, what the hell is going on, uh, and and such and such. Um, and I just want to get your overall impressions of this film, having gone into it almost totally blind. Um, well, you didn't want me to do research because you didn't want me to have any context for what was going on here. And now, right. having watched it, I still don't really know what was yeah. going on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think the most impressive part, I will say, like, there is a clear plot, which makes it some of the stuff we review. Yeah. Part of the obstacles is just that the plot is right. lost. So yeah. this is helped by the fact that like it is watchable in that it's logical. Um, but <laughs> I felt like a third of this movie was the ending sequence. Did you feel that way watching it? Like, no. Um, there, there's. Uh, I will say this because I, I, I was doing. Uh, I was taking meticulous notes. Last night, watching the movie for a second time in three days, which I do not recommend. But um, the the point where they're like, where where spoiler alert, Jean Claude Van Damme tells like the undersecretary of the UN to go fuck himself, <laughs> and then does a war anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that happens, and then he gets in his boat and he goes to like have the the fight with the thing that. The second half of the movie, half of the story, is longer than the first half, the setup of the thing, by about five minutes. It feels that way uh, as a viewer. Yeah. But I got to say, this was, it was so stupid. It was fun. Like, this almost felt like how, you know how Velocipaster set out to make a bad movie and no. it was so much fun to watch? I mean, I I, I remember that. That's not I where rem- I'm going. I remember I'm not that going feeling. There. Okay. okay, good, good. This feels like they made a bad movie that happened to be really fun, but that mm-hmm. was not their intention. Like, but it's almost <laughs> the same thing where I was like, I was laughing at it, not with it. I'll mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, and this is um. There's like I feel there are like three good, like funny lines in the movie, and I believe they were all ad libbed. Probably, you know. Um, this we'll get into it, I guess. But like, there is maybe one good acting performance, and I think it was of somebody Mm -hmm. who realized what this was going to be and not what was being asked yep. of him probably yes. yes which was really great yep. um and that i appreciated because that honestly feels like if there i can't say the glue that holds this together because this is not held together no but makes it 
makes it a a watchable movie from like the the right. idea that there's a framework and there's at least one performance that mm-hmm. drives this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I will also say that like <laughs> we're from the world of watching pro wrestling. Some yeah. of the fight scene disproportionate responses to things that happen is some of the funniest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Us being now one week from a year into this. And yeah. I think there were two weeks where we didn't actually do reviews. So I think our, our anniversary we're, is actually, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I find it, it's, it's one of my favorite things that we continue to see is like disproportionate responses to like, it's not selling. Like, <laughs> It's no, it hysterically bad. Um, so I don't know. This was this was a blast for reasons that the movie didn't intend. I oh. also call extreme BS on anybody who gave this a positive review. I did no research, but I I always look at the reviews because I find mm. them hilarious. Of um, yeah. just the star ratings because it's always yeah. one in five, one in five, one in five, and like a lot of other movies on here. Um that we've reviewed on here. I don't smoke weed and I feel like I would enjoy mm-hmm. these a lot more. If I did. Yeah. Prior to us doing this, uh, the last time that I watched this movie sober would have been when I saw it in the theaters as a, as a 14 and a half year old boy. Um, you did know what you I mean? Like it as a 14 and a half year old. Oh, boy. sure. Because like I was there with my 11 year old brother and you know, like it was, we played the Street Fighter game. We loved the Street Fighter game. It was kind of fun to be like, hey, that's that guy. Hey, that's the, you know, and it was like, it's fine because it, here's the thing. It's made for, well, we'll, we'll talk about it actually. The, the, it, it, it was, it, it's made, uh, it's a PG 13 movie and that is the age limit. Like you have to have the, either the brain or the mental capacity because of substances. Of a 13-year-old to, I think, really sit back and, and fully turn off all the brain and, and, and watch it. Um, uh, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's unfailingly dumb. And, and the thing about it is that um, I, I, did, I did a lot of research and I found out that I have been blaming the wrong guy for it the whole time. Um, so... The writer and director of this is Stephen E. D'Souza, um, and he is—he did a lot of stuff in in the eighties and nineties. The the stuff, the thing that does not fit among the other stuff that he did was he co-wrote Die Hard, which is which just doesn't make any. That's not I like no. I'm just no, it's not possible. So I'm assuming the guy he co-wrote it with did all of the good scenes. And then, like he, like the the joke of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon writing Goodwill Hunting, but all Ben Affleck did was like lay on the couch and and, <laughs> and eat ice cream. Like I think that was Stephen D'Souza. Um, but uh, it's it, it, uh, while he's not a mastermind, he did run into all kinds of troubles while shooting this thing. Number one, Capcom, the maker of the video game, um, had their heart set on a Christmas release. Um, so there was no way to push this back while they were filming it. Um, the, the producers were like, no, I'm like, and he was like, I need more time. I need more money. And they were like, no, we have a line of action figures that needs to come out while this movie comes out. 
we have a tie-in video game that's going to come in a couple. We have a video game of the movie of the video game that's going to come out uh, in a couple of months. All this thing needs to happen. You cannot have more time, and you certainly can't have more money. Um, and the producers will come to the set, and he would do uh, a, a thing where he would just, just you know what, fine, screw it. He'd reach into the script, yank out a page of the script, and throw it away. We just won't film that, that page. Makes sense. Um, uh, the other thing that he ran into was, um, well, a lot of like, when you're filming in Thailand, you know, there's like, uh, climate things you got to worry about. Turns sure. out there was also like a government that was like the possibility at the time they were filming this of like a, a coup, a military coup. Like the government was worried that like their military was going to rise up against them. Didn't turn out, didn't end up happening. But, uh, because of that, they wouldn't allow them to fly helicopters um for a military movie uh which is why the whole thing is based on boats um and, and there's a point where Jean-Claude Van Damme says unfortunately an attack from the air is impossible now they never explain why that is the case in the movie but i believe that is a line written for van damme to say because the thai government would not allow them access to their airspace it is a shame he didn't say that looking yeah. into the camera unfortunately yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i will say to his credit there is a lot going on and a lot of different settings so if you are not going to allow uh financial and timeline breathing room that's not going to help it i have a hard time believing that would have made it a good movie however no it would not it would have made it a better movie i believe because there are certain points i'm going to point them out oh because there were a bunch of times where they got into editing and they were like, oh, crap, we never shot that scene. Uh, that was the that was the page I tore out. Oh, no. how, can, how can we tie this together without having that scene there? And and they tried. They did a lot of stuff in post. They, they did a couple of reshoots in Vancouver, like all this stuff, trying to make sure everything got there. But also he wanted to focus, D'Souza did, on just seven characters from the video game. Capcom said, no, you must include all of the characters. And so that's why it doesn't make any sense for all of why all these people are here. Who's the, why is what? Like that's there. That's so, so it wasn't his idea because he was like the most people will be able to really keep track of and actually form like a, an audience bond with either positively or negatively is seven. And they said, try like 20. Like, and so that he had to do that. Also, the biggest problem he had with this is that Jean-Claude Van Damme, the star of the movie, was high on $10,000 of cocaine a week during the filming of the movie. So he was never on set on time. Um, He would just lock himself in his hotel room, uh, high on blow and with his exercise equipment, and show up to set two hours late. And they couldn't do anything because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme and they needed a big star to open their big movie. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they ran into in, in, in production that made this a lot harder to do. So, But, like, it's a, it's a, it's a bad movie. Oh, it's a bad movie. So, um, is it better? I, I guess you wouldn't know. But, like, I don't know if it's any better having known the video game yeah like i I can guarantee i can guarantee you it's better because at least you'll be able to go i know that character as opposed to i have no idea who that is 
you know, and or or why they're the, like this is the other thing is there's a lot of stuff in here to like um so okay the first the first thing we get is a little backstory on this there's a civil war in Shadowloo which of course is a character is a country that does not exist in real life but it is um like a, a Shadowloo city I believe is the actual that's the city in the movie but also it's the city a fictional city in a real country because in the video game very uh, iconically, anytime you you your character flies to another city to to continue the tournament on your country, there'll be a a a, a person the, the 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 narrator will go Japan, USSR. Okay, these are like that's something I remember. Yeah. Um, the and other so- funny thing about watching this because I I don't think I ever saw it, and if I did, it was forever ago. Yeah. Um. I remember like certain scenes and snippets, of course. Right. And I was like, oh, it'll be so fun to see those in context. It did not. No. It did no. not need to be put in a context. No. Um, uh, whenever you fight M. Bison in the game, uh, it says Thailand. So they filmed it in the right country, but they couldn't get the permission to actually call it Thailand in a fictional version of it. We're a warlord slash drug kingpin because, of course, because drugs are bad. Um, he has taken over parts of the country like okay so anyway there's a civil war that's been happening in there and the uh the the shadowloo city the um the 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 capital of shadowloo has been just retaken by the an the allied nations because the united nations saw the script and wanted nothing to do with this movie um but um so they've just uh they've taken out the city militia which was on bison's side and they've established control of the of the major city, and now they got to go after Bison. Um, uh, I don't know how, like, like they make it seem like he's been marching over all of Southeast Asia. He's got like a a base underneath an old Buddhist temple, and that's about it. And like five hundred dudes with machine guns. I mean, it's not nothing, but it's not like the Third Reich marching to Poland. Like, it's not that. Um, but you see, this is all framed out by Chun Li. Chun Li Zhang, uh, who um, uh, is uh, this person in the video game? That's Chun Li. I did a lot of. I, I put a lot of. You were seeing a lot of visual aids. This is Chun Li Zhang in the video game. If you're wondering if she's a journalist in the video game, she is not. Um, uh, uh, so this is a, a kind of a version of the thing she wears at the end of the movie, but she doesn't look like this through the movie. She's just a regular Chinese American um, woman. Look uh, at those this ham is, hocks, man. She's got this, thighs for days. This is this is M Bison. This is <laughs> okay. a very yeah story, story tracks there. That makes yeah. Sense. There you go. I'll, uh, <laughs> th- and this is Guile who we're about to meet. Now he doesn't have the same hair in the movie. Uh, I, I my should have should have had the same hair. Um, Especially I don't know. when all the prop department had to do was get a broom and turn it upside down yep. and attach it yep. to his head. That's not that much to ask. Yeah. So there's. There's that. That's the yep. There you know. That's the very true. I used to be able to do all of the fight stances from the video game, um, for because uh, because Giles was this one. A lot, <laughs> a lot of this. Um, okay, so this is this is who we meet to, at the beginning of the the movie. Okay, because we meet Guile gets off of some transport thing, and he's there. That we we've been we've been told here um, that. Uh, They've the bad guys, Bison, 
has captured 63 AN aid workers and three soldiers and is holding them for ransom for an astounding $20 billion. Now, the 63 AN aid workers get tossed into a pit in his evil lair, which is like just a, like 700 CRT monitors that line the walls. Um, because the whole TVs. Uh, and then I love that in all of these movies, like people predict the internet, people predict all these different things. Nobody mm-hmm. ever predicted flat screen TVs. Not a single no, one no, thought maybe no. they'll make TVs go from this to this. It's phenomenal. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ogre says, uh, with all this crap you have to watch, you massive shows to watch this. Love you guys. It was, it was requested. I, we probably would have done it before, but it's now available to stream for free on Tubi and was not before. Correct. I checked. Um, it was like, like this in the room. We're like neck and neck and that we did the room. So this was a long just time like, ago. So yeah, yeah, this has been. Yeah. Um, so um, there's 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 this the three soldiers that killed 12 of them and they brought they captured three and they bring him in to Bison. And uh, Bison uh, says uh, they unmask the first guy. Uh, he's a little doughy. He's an American. And because uh, the Allied nations are literally all the nations other than oh. Shadaloo. Yeah. Um, so he's a little doughy. And uh, he's like, you came across the world to fight me, soldier. Now's your chance. And the guy throws really one, one bad punch because he's not like really. Tra- he's an Al- He's a U.N. guy. He's not really trained. I know, like an army ranger or a navy seal. There was one punch, and uh, he dodges it, and then snaps his neck in one move. It's like, ah, that's, that's a pretty good. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good move. Um, and then uh, they uh, amass another dude. He appears to be Asian of some sort. Uh, he tries a kick, and Bison dodges that, and then snaps his neck. Now there's a, was one final soldier. He's not able to actually uh, kill him yet because uh, because Guile. Um, is Colonel Guile. He's not a colonel in the... He's like an Air Force pilot in the video game. Uh, but he's a colonel. He's a full bird colonel. He's in charge of this operation. Of course, an American is in charge because it has to be. Yeah. Um, even if there's an Allied Nations. Um, and uh, Chun-Li um, uh, wants an interview with him about everything. And he won't do the interview. I was like, oh, wait a minute. So uh, Bison might be listening in? All right. Let me get this. And he takes the microphone and he says... Uh, all right, Bison, you sick son of a bitch. I know you like to look at yourself on camera. Well, take a look at this. And it's just like, it's just a weird thing. And she flips out as though he has just said all of the bad words you can't say live on television. He did yeah. this, which I guess is an old thing, that up yours type of deal. But there's no, he didn't flip off the camera. He didn't do any of that. No. Um, so the Bison gets very upset. Um, and uh, and he he's like, DJ, patch it in. Okay, so DJ is this guy who is um uh he's in charge of like the tech technical stuff for the bad dudes. Um, he's uh, he's Jamaican, um, and this is him in the video game. Uh, he was my favorite character to fight with in Super Street Fighter. Uh, he is a he's a Jamaican kickboxer, and if you're asking yourself, oh, did this Jamaican kickboxer go to like ITT Tech, and that's why he's really good? No. There's, there's no relation at all to him being, this is one of the characters I'm pretty sure they were like, we got to include DJ from the video game? Like the the 12th most popular character from the, um, hey, can we change the tech guy to be a black Jamaican for no reason? Yeah. And and that's what they did. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, 
yeah, they did that. Hold on. So, so far, this is all true to the video game. Oh, entirely true. Okay. Um, all they had to do would make up to make a good adaptation, not a good adaptation, but at least a fair adaptation of the video game was to have it be a fighting tournament. Because that's yeah. what the video game is. The vi- this has nothing to do, none of the plot, none of it has anything to do at all with the video game or the relationships, the, 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 none of it. It just, they the just, one they... thing I knew, so, okay, that's very clarifying. Because the one thing I knew about Street Fighter, the video game, was that it was a tournament. <laughs> I don't know how you can, like, the idea that, like, if you watch this movie, absent any context, and it was a, it was a, a weird, like, war picture um, with uh, this cast of characters from all over the world. And then you look at, like, the title of the movie and it says Street Fighter. It's like, nobody fought in the street. Why did you call this movie that? It's because it's, it's badly adapted from a very popular video game. Um, kind of like with the Super Mario Brothers movie, how we were like, right. why is it dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he's, he breaks in and he's talking to a guy like, why do you suspect me? I, are you, I'm a, a warrior to warrior. Um, you have three days to get me my money or all the hostages die. There's a ticking clock. Got to have a ticking clock. Um, and then, um, Guile, because he's an idiot, goes, mm-hmm. hi, hostages, don't worry, we're coming. Charlie! Charlie, if you're there. Charlie. My best friend, Charlie, who was also a soldier. Please, Charlie, if you're there. I love you, Charlie. We're coming to get you, buddy. Hang on, buddy. And, uh, and Bison's like, hey, you're the only soldier left. Uh, you're probably Charlie, right? Uh, I'm gonna do some special terrible stuff to you because your friend Guile mentioned you. And, um, that is funny. Um, and because he, he rocks over to him and he, he takes off his dog tags and Carlos Blanca, Charlie, ah, your Guile's friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're going to turn you into a hideous monster just because we don't like Guile. Um, take him to the laboratory. And this is where I should mention, this is Raul Julia's last, uh, last movie. He was currently dying of stomach cancer when he filmed this movie. Uh, he showed up to set. Um after having just gone undergone chemo and was like looked awful. Like he, he had lost all the kinds of weight and he did, he looked much older than he was. And so they had to like shoot all the scenes that didn't involve him while he like put on weight and like got back as healthy as he could get. And then they shot all this stuff. He did this because he knew he was dying and he, and his kids love the street fighter video game. And he did this like as a thing to like, like, Give them something that, like, they love, you know, they would love this movie because, and, and I get to be in it, you know? Um, so that's yeah. why he did it. And also, he was like, well, if I'm going to go out fully, sh- like, the classically trained actor, Raul Julia, I'm going to decide that I am playing a Shakespearean villain in this movie. Doesn't matter if anything else around me, th- 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 I'm doing it. And honestly, he's the only part of the movie that works because he's, he's, he's a brilliant. So- Good. He's a brilliant actor, but all the choices he makes are 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 so spot on for what you would expect a video game bad guy to be in a, in the real world. It, it it's the thing that that actually makes the movie work for as much as it does. The by far and away the best and only like standout performance. Now that's not yeah. an insult to the other actors. This no. movie's extremely disjointed, and they didn't have a choice, yeah. but. He was fantastic in this, and it's such a skilled actor. So, um, yeah. 
sad that that's how he went out, but uh, right. But he's so great in this. This is the saving grace that makes it watchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, um, uh, when Bison, when Bison breaks in and uh, Guile realizes he's in there, so hey, you, my lieutenant, Cammy from the video game. Uh, played by Kylie Minogue, the Australian singer, because the Australian government, where they also shot, said we really would like Kylie Minogue, we really would like a, a famous Australian to be in this movie. And uh, Stephen D'Souza saw her picture on the cover of a magazine and said, why not? She'll play Cammie. That's literally how this thing happened. Um, had never acted before. Didn't do such a bad job considering how bad some of the other people are in this movie. Uh, but anyway, she um, tries to trace the uh, the signal from Bison and is able to do it, which makes Kyle upset. So he he won't give Chun Li her her um, her uh, interview that she wants. And you get, I I don't like he uh, hey he doesn't like women, does he? And Cammy says no, he doesn't like journalists. Journalists, it's yeah. an equal opportunity hatred. She says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chun Li, by the way, has a has a news crew with her, uh, consisting of a cameraman with an incredibly dr- a black man with an incredibly dramatic widow's peak. Yes. Um, uh, and the reasons of that is because he is based on this character, Balrog, who is a uh, a, a boxer um, uh, from from the video game. He's a bad guy in the video game, but a good guy in this movie. Um, and then, so he's the cameraman, and also they got a guy, like a tech guy, who sits in the van and makes sure all the tech stuff is working. And that guy's a sumo wrestler. Uh, his name's E Honda. In the video game, he's he's Japanese, but I guess they couldn't find a Japanese guy. So they got a Hawaiian guy, and at least they changed him to being Hawaiian in the video in, yeah. the, in the movie. But he's based on this dude who's E Honda, um, and it was one of those things where I'm I'm almost positive uh, this was one of the ones where they added like they had Chun Li and then one person who was her sidekick, and they were like, I guess we'll give Chun Li another sidekick. Yeah, uh, and they added another one. That's what it feels like to me. Um, so. Uh, we should mention also the logo for Bison is uh, very evil. It's like I a student. metal. It's a metal skull with wings and a lightning bolt tattoo. So it's like Nazi Harry Potter is like the thing they're going for. Um, I'm not sure if that's the, what they were going Nazi for, but Harry Potter I mean, is kinda. pretty accurate. Um, now we cut to there's a pit fighting club, um, and there, and there's a guy uh, uh, who's fighting in the pit. Uh, who's got a, um, a mask and a weird claw thing. And this is actually the most true to the video game character in the entire movie. This is Vega, who looks exactly like That's this. pretty good, game. yeah. He's, he's very, he's very uh, vain, and so he wears a mask when he fights so nobody can hurt his face. And also, he's the only guy in the video game who's allowed to use a weapon, which is this claw thing that he, he has. I don't know why he's allowed to, but he is. Um, and so uh, there's that guy. And we also meet... Walking in there, watching that dude fight, we meet uh, Ryu, or Ryu, uh, but is in this movie is called Ryu, uh, who doesn't look like this at the beginning, uh, but he's supposed to he's Japanese, and then he's. Um, we also meet Ken. Now I didn't actually do a full size version of Ken because that's really not important. What you have to understand is <clears throat> the most um, identifiable thing for the video game about Ken is Ken's hair, which he does not have in the movie. This is Ken's hair in the video game. And honestly, it is it is unconscionable to me. You did not put a wig on Damien Chapa, who plays uh, who plays Ken, because if he does not have this haircut, he's not Ken. I'm just sorry. He's got to have a weird He-Man haircut. If he doesn't, it's not him. 
First of all, that's not that different from my haircut, like literally right now. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. up in a ponytail. Second of all, yeah, feels like an entirely different like yep. vibe. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So anyway, uh, Ken and Ryu are uh, our friends, and they're uh, they're hustlers, and they're there to make a deal with Sagat, selling them weapons. Sagat is the owner of this uh, of this establishment. He's played by Wes Studi, who is not Thai. He's actually Cherokee. Um, and, uh, and, uh, identifiably so from all of the Westerns in which he played a narrative American that came out within five years of this movie, I was like, <laughs> that dude's not Asian, but okay. Um, cause he was in a lot of Westerns where he played an American Indian and not, not in this one. Um, here he is in the video game. Uh, in the video game, he's supposed to be seven foot five, uh, and a master Muay Thai artist. Um, kind of looks like uh, the thing. Yeah, kinda. Um, but anyway, uh, he yeah, that's him in the video game. Uh, they they put the eye patch on the other eye in the movie. I'm not sure why, but they did. But anyway, he's a, he in this movie is not a Muay Thai champion. He is the leader of the the Shadowloo Tong, which is a kind of uh, is a gang that runs Shadowloo, a criminal underworld. Um, and he uh, sometimes sells uh, guns to uh, M Bison. Um, so um, they meet Sagat and they're like, uh, hey, we're going to sell you this. Uh, uh, didn't anybody tell you there's a curfew? Like, uh, n- nobody tells me anything. This is my city. Um, so it's, it's it's a curfew, but imp- 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 imposed. We can assume by the allied nations because they have taken over the city and they want to make sure there's no bad stuff that goes on in the city while they're taking care of it. And we there hear... Is. We hear of a, a thing as they say, "Hey, it's good for you." We hear like somebody go, "There is a curfew in Shadowloo City. Everyone, it's seven now, seven p.m. Everyone must go home. Anyone caught on the streets will be shot on sight." And I was like, "That's not what the good guys should be saying." No, like if you're trying to win the hearts and minds, like let's not just shoot on sight. Let's not do that. That's a bad idea no. for the curfew. Um, so uh, they're like, hey, uh, we'll tell you where the guns are after we get our money. Um, and uh, we'll, once we get out the door, we'll call you on our little walkie-talkie and we'll tell you where the guns are. And, um, and Sagat's like, yeah, all right, we already we tra- we tracked you. We know, where, we know where you hid the guns. We also got the guns. Uh, we're going to shoot them at you. And uh, the, the, the Ken and Ryu were like, ah, it's fine. Um, and then they get shot with Nerf balls. Because they were trying to sell them toy guns. I foolishly was like, oh, does this movie know what it is during the scene? Because I was like, oh, maybe this is going to get, like, silly. Especially because mm-hmm. it was for kids. It didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did nope. appreciate, what are you, afraid of your own weapons? And then they mm-hmm. open their guns and it's just, like, little tennis mm-hmm. balls. Mm-hmm. It's pretty all right. Um so again, this is 7 p.m. We just got we just got the thing. 7 p.m. So there's a big fight scene, and eventually they are they are not able they are not able to fight off way more guys than they have, um, and they get caught. And then cut to exterior Bison's lab in the middle of the day, so we can assume it's the next day. Um, it's not, uh, uh, or can't be. Um, when we meet Doctor Dalsim. Dr. Dalsim is played by the brilliant um, uh, British Indian actor Roshan Seth, um, who uh, who was in Gandhi, for Christ's sake. Um, 
this is what he looks like in the video game. This is not what he looks like in the uh, movie. Um, not even close? No, no. I will tell you how at one point they tried to make him look like it for no reason other than like accuracy. But like this is this this character is probably the most racist in the game. Uh, he's from India. Look at the skulls on his necklace. That's how you can tell he's from India. Mm-mm. Not no. great. His superpowers, though, are he's a he's a he's a master yogi, which means he can make his limbs stretch very far. Like he can literally punch you from across the room in the video game. Uh, but he doesn't do this in the movie, so doesn't really matter. Anyway, so we meet we meet um, Doctor Dalsim, who's who's imprisoned but forced to work as a scientist. Uh, this is this 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 um, mirrors some of the stuff the Third Reich did. Where they would, uh, when they would take over a country, they'd be like, "You're really smart. You're gonna come work for us." I don't want to. Too bad. Um, so they're doing that, and they're trying to use whatever science he does um, to brainwash Carlos Blanca, Charlie, the first of of we see of many soldiers that are going to be brainwashed into becoming killing machines by putting a viewmaster on their face and then showing them footage. Of uh, of horrible things, burning people and and, and slaughter and whatnot. Um, and uh, he because um, I sh- why is he reacting that way? Because he's like having seizures and, and ah, like well, show me what he's watching. And it's horrible footage. And he goes merely educational software. Why is he reacting so poorly to it? Because unlike you, he's not psychotic. Uh, and so uh, then he throws him down. And then when his brain has become a killing machine, then my loyal scientists will start in on his body, which is a lie because they started on his body right away. Um, way before he's, his brain became a killing machine. I, so the, the dialogue and the exchange here was really, really good. Like yep. um, that. <laughs> I love that the view master is just him watching TV, but the TV is just on his eyes. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how we all live now. We don't yeah. opt yeah. into weird stuff, but I was yeah. like, the viewmaster yeah. is just mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the exchange between uh, the scientist and him was was so great. Here, uh, felt very, very video game villain. Really, really fun, and also the pull away of like my loyal scientist will be at him. The IV bags were just labeled like DNA mutations, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, they're huge IV bags of yep. different colors, and they're, they're ba- labeled it's, it's, it's with just data- generic uh, turning someone yep. into something terms. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's green and and orange IV bags. They're like um, uh, like it's uh, they're because when data- you mutate someone's DNA, it's via IV drip. Yeah, that's how you that's how you do that. Yeah, um, of course. Um, cut to back to Sagat's place immediately after Ken and Ryu have been. Uh, so it so it went from seven p.m. one place to some place during the day. Back to immediately following the first scene, and that's just bad editing. This was when I started laughing at it because mm. you go from the fight scene right into an evil lab with no warning no, or transition. No, no. I was like, is this yeah. a different movie? Because there's Mm-mm. no connective tissue. Right. It mm-hmm. was hysterically bad. Yeah. Um, 
And it would make um, sense if he was ripping up pages of the script every now and then. Alex Ramirez says, I love the Street Fighter movie. It's hilarious. It there's it there are parts of it where it is fun to laugh at it. I'll tell you. Um Ivy Guile. Oh, wrong show. Okay, thank you, Gemini Season. Um uh is Street Fighter puns, apparently. Okay, um, so uh they're they're now making Ryu fight Vega, who is the champion. Um, and uh, uh Sagat says to um to Ken, he's the best. Vega's the best cage fighter since Iron Fist. Yeah, what happened to him? He retired and became me. Oh, well, there's a backstory which allows him to be a fighter at least. Okay, good. Um, then um, uh, the crowd starts chanting "No weapons" at before the fight starts. I'm like, this is the opposite of what a crowd would do. They'd be like, literally yeah. more weapons. Can you? Is there a way you could throw a small nuclear bomb into the ring and whichever one gets it first gets to use it? <laughs> Um, no weapons, no weapons, which like browbeats Vega did not using his little claw. And they're about to start fighting when uh, a tank bursts through the wall, a tank with nuclear warheads on it, by I should say, like a giant missiles. And uh, and uh, <laughs> Guile gets out of the little tank hatch and goes, You're all under arrest. Like he, he's, he's and all of them honestly. go, Right, Jean Claude Van Damme. Has had a is not a great actor. The, honestly, a lot of it is the um, is the accent, but he's never been worse than this, and it's probably because he was so high on cocaine and didn't know what he was saying. Sure. So yeah, um, that'll do that, uh, man. Yeah, that'll um, do that. This to me felt like what they did as parody in Team America, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the way that they would come in and crash through yeah. things. Yes. But they did it like as an earnest move in this movie. Yeah. Um yeah. I cracked up when they were like, You're all under arrest, and everybody was just like, Okay. No, yes. nobody like made a dash. No. Nobody even made a dash when a tank came rolling in just to no. have, like for their safety, really. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh next morning, uh at AN headquarters, which is also a jail, I guess. Um uh, this is where we, we hear Good Morning Shadaloo, which of course is a takeoff on Good Morning Vietnam. And they actually got the guy who Good Morning Vietnam was based on to do the voice of this, which is like the weirdest oh. thing like in the movie. Um, anyway. That is uh, not the weirdest thing in the movie, but it nah, is. <laughs> as far as like, hey, you're not an actor. We want to do a, a like a, a takeoff of a, of a Southeast Asian a- war. And we want you to basically play yourself, but in a way weird. Okay, so um, there's a, 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 a council meeting uh, for the AN, and uh, um, and a guy comes to the door, and they check his ID, and I was like, well, they wouldn't have done that if that guy wasn't going to be turned out to be bad. And so that guy is an assassin waiter. It's like, listen, everyone's got it need, needs a side hustle, but perhaps <laughs> like hired assassin, if you can't make ends meet waiting tables. That's the way to do it in Shadaloo. Um, no, no one is fast enough to stop him. Everyone's standing there with guns. So uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has to like kick his leg out from underneath him while he's standing on the table, then punch him in the face. Um, any other new business? Um, and uh, then uh, Cammy Kylie Minogue rushes over to him uh, and uh, and sir, look. And I was like, oh my god, somebody drew on his chest with a sharpie. It's apparently <laughs> supposed to be a tattoo, but it's a really obvious, like somebody Bad. drew it with Sharpie. Um, it's the Shadaloo Tong, which means he's a guy who works for Sagat, who 
tried to kill Guile. And the only reason that can be the case is that they're working with Bison. According, that's that's how he makes that work out. So if Sagat um, runs uh, guns to Bison, uh, then he will know where Bison is. So all we have to do is get somebody to infiltrate his gang and uh, Bob's your uncle. Uh, we're, we're right there. Um, and um, they, but, but no, Sagat is too smart for that. He doesn't make new friends, says Cammy. And while that's happening, Ken and Ryu in the yard right outside are fighting off all of the Shadowlutong by themselves. Um, and uh, they finally break up the brawl in the prison yard. And um, Van Dam says, if Sagat does not make new friends, perhaps he make some new enemies. I'm like, I don't need what? Uh, so <laughs> um, cut to lab brainwashing. Um, and then we, we see that uh, uh, Carlos Blanca, within a few hours, has gone from like a regular looking person um, to this. Like they they like painted they painted the poor actor's skin green and put a weird fake nose on him and a wig, and it's supposed to represent Blanca from the video game, who is I don't know what. He lives in Brazil. That's all I know. Because when you fly to fight Blanca in the video game, it goes, Brazil! And that's it. And he lives in the Amazon rainforest, and he will bite you. He's fond of human flesh. Also, he conducts electricity because he's part electric eel, I think, is the lore. Um, (laughs) Like, he can just, he can squat down and do this, and then electricity comes out of his uh, thing. I don't know. But Blanca's always fun to play. Well, two things. One... This is actually becoming less confusing for me because I knew nothing about the video game. So things are making a little more sense. Two, now I'm understanding that part of the issue with this whole movie is how much... It was just too dense of a story to with the backstory right. of the video game to build another story on. Like, right. yeah. no. No, all you had no. to do was, was have, um, like, M. Bison be this weird dictator who runs a small like offshoot of something like a little enclave. Nobody bothers him because if they do, there's going to be a problem. He just keeps to himself, but it's a really small little country. And he's decided to run a giant fighting tournament. And the winner of that tournament every year is Sagat. Um, uh, and Bison just lords over it as the dictator. And then you bring in all these characters who are all fighters and they fight each other and they fight. And finally one guy beats Sagat. And thinks he's the champion, but then M. Bison gets off of his throne and be like, "Now you must fight me." That's that's the movie. It's, it's really easy. To do. Yeah. It's really easy to do, but they didn't do it. Um. Anyway, as I say, subject muscle mass increased by fifty percent in a few hours. He's gone from zero increased to fifty percent over his uh, uh, muscle mass increase. IV drips in work fast, hours. man. Uh, but they don't because, like. Two days later, subject muscle mass increased by 62%. Like, wait, did you take him off the IV for like a day? You let him rest? Like, didn't want to Probably. You don't want to, yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so Dalsim wants to not let him turn into this even more of a monster, even though he's already green. They never, I guess the reason that, that the, the IV bags are green and orange is because that's the color of him now. And that's, I guess yeah, that's why that happened. But it feels weird. Um. Oh, during the big brawl at the prison yard, Vega has made a crude representation of his claw thing out of bamboo 
and like <laughs> razor blades that he did in the last four hours. I don't so know. Like, weird. Weird. Um, so uh, then Guile takes Ken and Ryu on a tour of refugee processing um, to like guilt them and like realize this is this, this is what Bison does. So you have convinced yourselves because you do con, con games to other criminals that you're not a criminal yourself. Now, are you like Bison or am I right? Yeah. And that you're different. Um, uh, we're different. Can we can we get out of here, please? The only way you're leaving is over my dead body. So there's a big plot that they've done here to do something. Um, they're back at the jail now, and they're taking all the prisoners to the, the harbor to put them on a Navy brig. That's their cover story here. There is an obvious fake fight staged between Ken and Ryu so they can steal the keys off a guard. Um, and then they let Sagat and Vega out and then do a jailbreak. The way they do a jailbreak is they jump out the back of the vehicle and then uh, they kick like three soldiers in the face. They're all wearing helmets, by the way. All those soldiers are wearing helmets, kicked in the face. I don't know. Um, and then they get in the, in, in the van and they drive away. The only two people on that van who are in on this are Ken and Ryu. Very Correct. important. No, I don't know who else is in on it on like the good guy side. Like Van Dam's in on it. Cammy's obviously in on it. I don't. I don't think. By the way, there's a sergeant who's underneath Cammy. She's. He's also part of the good guys. His name is uh, T Hawk. Uh, they never really explain T Hawk. He's got a bandaid on his forehead for no reason for the entire movie. I don't know if like the actor actually fell down and conked his head, and they were like, "Let's figure it out with a bandaid." Anyway, this is T Hawk in the video game. He's a Mexican uh, American Indian. Um, uh, he's very big. He's like seven foot eight. A lot of these guys are very big in the video game. Um, and uh, if you're asking if he looks like this, no, um, and he does not. But anyway, he uh, tries to jump on board the back of the truck and gets kicked off of it. And if you get the the truck is not moving slowly. No. And if you, if you fall off the back of a moving truck, there's a good chance you die, um, or at least get horribly horribly injured. And I don't Unsaved. know if he. I don't know if he was ever like told, hey, you don't, you don't, you don't have to make it look that good. Um, but, but it, I don't, he's probably shouldn't have done that. Anyway, uh, he, he survives, but Guile steps out in front of a, of a moving vehicle and is shooting um, uh, his gun, his little six shooter at, at the vehicle the whole time. And Ken is hanging out the back and shooting at Guile and he shoots him. He's able to hit him um, in, in, in the abdomen area. Uh, Guile is standing directly in front of the vehicle. That's Correct. At him. Yes. And falls more in the path of the vehicle. Like he could fall away from the vehicle. He falls no, it's toward like the in. vehicle. Yeah. Um, and the driver is not in on this. No. The driver has no reason to avoid the body. You would have to swerve the vehicle at a great rate of speed to avoid a dead body the dead body of a man you hate because he just kept you in prison. There's no reason why, why like, ah, a great plan. I shall fake my death. And, oh, I got run over by a moving. moving yeah. Truck. Like, that's not, you didn't, you didn't consider that part. Did you Jean-Claude Van Damme? Anyway. So I don't, I guess one other oh, person. He was doing too is, much cocaine to care. It, that's true. Uh, the only one person is in on it is uh, uh, the medic who comes over and checks his pulse for a, a second and goes. He's gone. And they cover him with a sheet. So um, then, uh, this is this is the uh, this is I think one of the three things that's funny. I think while Julia uh, ad libbed it, 
Um, I uh, he's looking at a giant uh, model of of Bisonopolis, his huge thing that he's going to create. He says, I think the food court is too small. It needs to be bigger. All the big franchises are going to want in. I feel like that's probably an ad-lib line. Um, and then break in. Uh, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the TVs are tuned in to GNT, Global News Television. And here comes Chen Li. And she says, I'm sorry. He's dead. Girl Gao's dead. And, uh, and Bison's like, oh, no. I really wanted to face him in battle one-on-one where I would snap his spine. Um, and, uh, and this is where he, he has an amazing monologue about uh, how if I want not, not, I want all I want to do is create the perfect genetic super soldier, which will rampage all over the planet and kill millions of people. Not for good, not for evil, but for good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, I do appreciate that. The evil people think their intentions are good because that just mm-hmm. makes evil people better. Mm-hmm. It's true. The best heels are the ones who actually can rationalize it. Um, exactly. So um, Chun Li uh, and the and her boys are tracking. Oh, by the way, when the when the van left, she like threw a little tracking thing um, in into the into the into the vehicle. They're tracking the signal, but there's a second signal. The second signal is also being back back, back here to AN headquarters. Well, you're not allowed to be here, says T Hawk. You got to go. So they they're leaving, and she changes into a ninja outfit because she's Asian. And that's what happens. And she she sneaks into the place. She says, "I'll see you boys at the thieves' market," which is the thing on the last uh, viewing of this that I picked out because I was like, "How did they know where to meet?" She says, "Thieves' market." To climb into, and she infiltrates the whole thing as a ninja, and she goes into the morgue. She's tracking where the signal's being beamed back to. She goes to the morgue. There's a big computer setup right next to a dead body. And it seems like a weird place to do this. And then she takes off the sheet, and it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's so bad. She puts the sheet back up, and he sits up like he's the Undertaker. Um, and he's still – this is hours after he was shot. He's still wearing the blood packs and the squibs underneath yes. his uniform. Um, this is this is to like, oh, you're eight. You probably haven't been following along pretty well, audience. So here we'll just spoon feed it to you. Um and uh, and so she immediately figures out his plan. So he has her arrested, but she says, "You can't do this. I, I've been I've been trying for twenty years to get to get close to Vice, and I'm this close. You can't stop me now." Um, it's like this is not this war. It's not about your personal vendetta. And then they take her away, and he goes, "It's about mine." So wait, her vendetta of twenty years is less important than your vendetta of. 20 hours yeah. since they stole, since they since they kidnapped your best friend Blanca who you have no idea if he's alive or not or anything right. like you know what I mean anyway dumb um so she easily escapes from the stooges um and what oh no what a screw up says T-Hawk. what a woman says uh says says Van Dam cut to the thieves market where they're selling like old US helicopters and old scud missiles and stuff um and inside this little tent, I will say Ch- very accurate name. Yeah, like the thieves' market. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, Chun Li and her boys are in the middle of a magic performance. So like, weird. I don't know how they got. Like, hey, no, we're the, we're the entertainment. Well, how could you not be? You're wearing weird costumes. Where'd you get the costumes? Uh, where did you did you guys practice this magic routine in your I in can't. your spare time? explain how watching this like it sounds ridiculous when Alex is recapping it but how stark each scene goes from one to another 
feels yeah. like you're watching completely different movies. It's so it weird. It really does. It really, really does. Um, this was one of them. I was like, yeah. why is there a magic act? What is happening? Yeah. Um, it It is. Uh, um, so they're doing a magic act for Bison and Sagat, who are sitting there at the thieves market. And if she says, hey, guys, I'll see you at the thieves market. And the thieves market is well known enough to them as a place where Bison and Sagat hang out because their big plan is to blow them up there with all their weapons. Um, uh, if it's well known enough to them where they hang out, why isn't it well known enough to the AN that Bison and Sagat hang out? Also, if you if you if you hang out at a place regularly enough, and you're a dictator who the world is trying to kill, maybe find other alternative hiding like hanging out spots. You know what I mean? Yes. Like maybe maybe go down you know to Mel's drive-in get a get a shake or something. You know? Sure. I don't know. But anyway, um, they're. They're performing a, a, a magic a magic show, um, and they put her in like a, a weird barrel, and uh, Balrog uh, and they put it on top of E Honda's belly, and Balrog sh- cuts it open with a giant sword, and she's not in there. She's at the top of the of the tent, and she re- she like repels down on a, on a thing. How is she actually magic? I know you're pretending to be magicians, but is this something that you actually figured out? Like like sleight of like there are no mirrors. You can't like. How is this? What's it's magic though? They don't have to explain magic. It's magic. The thing is, the thing is, they don't even need to be doing this. It's not, no, not part of the plan. They just the the show ends. They leave. She recognizes uh, Ken and Ryu there as being being undercover agents of um, of Van Dam. So she has to get them out of there so she doesn't blow them up because she's Correct. planning a mass murder. Of course. There's all these belly dancers that come in, you know, to to entertain the troops. Um, uh, And they leave and Ken follows because he, because she winked at him or whatever. And Ryu follows her. Um, And this is where Bison and Sagat decide they're going to carve up the territory. They're basically Hitler and Mussolini. They're going to carve up Europe for each other. Um, But he says, okay, we'll see how much of the country is left after this war is over, says Sagat. Let's, let's, let's see your money. And Bison presents him with a giant suitcase full of money that has Bison's face on it. And um, that, of course, is worthless until you actually take control of everything. Um, he said, no, no, uh, the, the, this will be worth five, each Bison dollar will be worth, Bison buck, will be worth each uh, five British pounds. That is the exchange rate the prime minister will agree to after I've kidnapped the queen. You're going to get all the way to England from here, dude? You've got 500 dudes with with machine guns and that's it. A lot of contingencies there too. And all I could think about was on the office with shroot bucks. Like what is the yeah. conversion rate of shroot bucks to Stanley yeah. Nichols? Uh, that's what this felt like a little bit. Um, yeah. I wouldn't take the deal. You know, it's like there's a, it's predicated on a lot of hypotheticals mm-hmm. for that money too. I would invest maybe in stocks instead. Right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's very good. <laughs> Um, Ryu says, uh, after they get, they get, uh, jumped by Honda and Balrog, Ryu says to Honda, he says, I know you, you're Edmund Honda, Hawaiian sumo. You almost made Yoko, Yokozuna and Honda and E Honda says, um, yeah, until the Shadaloo Tong ruined my reputation. Via what, 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 how? Yeah. What? Okay. Um, and then, and then Balrog says, 
they did the same to me and my boxing career. But nobody's like, like they could have had Ken go, hey, you're Balrog. I, I'm you're the former heavyweight champ. I went, I went to see you, I went to see you fight whatever in Vegas or whatever. But nobody recognized. So like they did the same to my boxing career. Did they ruin your boxing career, Balrog, or did you just suck at boxing? Because nobody knows who you are. I mean, in a movie um, where they're force feeding characters down our throat, right. nobody knows who you are. So, <laughs> so they let those guys walk back into the place and say, "In ten minutes, we're going to blow up that tent full of everything." As they say, so. They blow it up. Um, uh, they blow it up, and uh, they're like, they they send a little video message to Bison, and we're gonna blow up your stuff. And they they have a tr- a truck. I don't know if they stole a truck. It's full of dynamite and like oil barrels and a bomb, and they're gonna commit mass murder to get to to Bison to kill Bison and also Sagat because he ruined E Honda's uh, reputation. Um, they're gonna all none of those belly dancers did anything to anybody. You're gonna kill all those innocent people. I know but they only blow up some weapons and then they get immediately taken prisoner. Um, and this is this is the part I think where the script where the script got torn apart. Because the next time we see them, they're all being led in in prisoners into this thing. But in between, it's like a a, a, a computer simulation that somebody might have been looking at. Yeah. We saw, we recognized there was an explosion there. Also, we have a hidden camera that saw these people get arrested and all we like show like their IDs and stuff. So we know who they are. And they're like, and it's all like, we have four seconds to show that there's been something that's happened, but we don't have actually the time or money to like reshoot the scene. Felt yeah. very reverse engineered. You are correct in yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there, uh, um, he says, all the governments scorned me, but the corporations adored me, which is why I have so much awesome technology. Um, Ken and Ryu, you are honored guests because you told us Chun-Li was bad. Uh, Sagat, you're cool. I don't know I wanted to kill you like four hours ago, but you're cool. You can stay. You're- um, uh, so, yeah. Balrog and Honda take them to interrogation, and Chun-Li take her to my quarters for a private interview <laughs> because all bad guys are rapists. Um, and so uh, 12 hours left is the ticking clock. So take cut to the briefing room, and uh, Van Dam says an attack from the air is impossible. Nobody asks him why. Like it nobody, just you is. could have even said an attack from the air is impossible. Bison has invested so much money in surface-to-air missiles; it's not worth the risk. One sentence, but nope. Anyway, so um, actually, it's because the Thai government wouldn't let us do it. So yeah, boats, all the boats. We're going to do it. Boats from the north on on this river delta. I will take a, a uh, there is only one boat that goes from the east with the latest in stealth technology. Um, and uh, he, he says, um, is it, so then we, we meet also Captain Sawada, who is dubbed because he could not speak English. The Japanese uh, company Capcom wanted a real Japanese guy to play Ryu. And they were, they were like, this guy, this guy, his name is Ken Sawada. Um, this actor, we want him to play uh, Ryu. And they were like, Problem with that, he can't speak English. Um, and like, yeah, we don't see the problem there. Uh, but there's a problem there. We're going to cu- hire this Chinese American dude who can speak English. Uh, they're like, well, then you must create a character for him to play. <laughs> and they Which, like, I get with Street Fighter, there was like, all of the, <laughs> from a, a huge part of the video game, it seems right. like, like one of the three things I knew about it was like that piece where the countries would be announced of where you were from, right? Like Japan or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. 
it doesn't have to like be that way in the movie where you're yep. like especially if you're not doing the tournament piece which feels like the yep. important part of the game yeah uh there's a torture scene where there's using a kendo stick or a little i don't know a switch on e-honda yeah. but there's no selling it even though it does hurt uh balrog and him are able to just like yank a chain out of the wall when the when the torture guy goes to like get a beer i don't know um yeah there's a gay in prison joke that's always nice there is. um 1994 to- this came out did you say? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cut to uh, t- cut to Zangief, uh, uh, who's uh, I'll save the picture for later. Uh, cut to Zangief uh, giving uh, Ken and Ryu their signature outfits: the yes. the, uh, the the white gi for Ryu and the red gi for for Ken. But not because, the hair. No, not the hair. Should have given a wig too. Oh. Um. So uh, okay. So Guile's ready to send all his boys to battle, and an AN official shows up, played by Simon Callow, and he could not be more supercilious and yes. not a military man. The security council has decided we are going to negotiate with Embice. We believe he, can, he will listen to reason. We're going to pay his ransom demands. Um, and uh, and Guy was like, um, you can't do that. What's to stop him from taking more hostages next month and demand, demanding $100 billion? And he, and he smacks the gun in the chest like, get a guy. Have you lost your mind? No. You've lost your balls. Um, you <laughs> will give the orders, these new orders to your, to your men, and then consider yourself relieved of your command. And so, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Alex, our frame went away. Oh no, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that. I didn't mean to do that. Oh no. Okay. okay. Here we go. <laughs> then, um, we, we get, uh, the, the, the speech, the speech. The one from- that. People know and remember. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I just received new orders. Our superiors say, the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here would have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. This is, this is him on cocaine, I swear to God, not remembering any of his lines. Because this is not written properly. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm headed up river. And I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. So who wants to go home, and who wants to go with me? Oh, so good. Oh, it so felt terrible. a little Steiner mathy uh, yeah, for, for a minute. Uh, but yeah, this is just like cartoonishly Jean-Claude <laughs> Just ridiculous. Um, so all the all the boys in their ho- they're one to their boats, um, and uh, the the AN guy who's got like two stooges in tow. One of them is a frumpy woman in a dress yeah. who wore the wrong shoes, and I feel bad for her. Um, but it's like Colonel Guile, stop them, please. Um, wouldn't you know? I would, but some moron just canned me. And then he gets into his boat that has his name written on it. <laughs> Which is like a bad thing to do if you got a stealth Terrible boat. call. Yeah. This is who is inside here. If you're going to bomb a boat, bomb this one. Because it's I the know, leader of the... I know the whole idea was technology where it's supposed to be that you can't see it. However, right. if you can right. see it, you're going to see exactly mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, cut to the middle of Chun-Li's story in Bison's Quarters. Fully, she's been fully changed into like you know up. Uh, wear this dress; it amuses me. 
Um, so she's been changed into a different outfit. She's got handcuffs on. She tells a story about why she's been chasing Bison because uh, when he was just a drug lord, he let her raid across the border into China and uh, burned a village and killed her father, who was, the, who was a magistrate. So she's been trying to get revenge ever since. Um, which was nice and, to have something justified a, hey, in this weird movie. Sure, except for the fact that she is the only person who actually has like a real claim to if anybody's going to take down Bison, it's me. She says it a bunch of times. And then at the end of the movie, she just fades entirely into the background and never actually has to say about it at all. And that's not at all. That's that's bad. That's bad writing. Um, So uh, Ken and Ryu knock out the torturer who's going to look for more weapons. And then try and rescue uh, Balrog and E Honda, and it's a major can they coexist moment? <laughs> like, do we trust each other enough? Um, so they're all together now. Uh, Balrog and Honda and Ken and Ryu can they all trust each other? Let's go find Chun Li. Uh, Chun Li is explaining her plan. Like, I, I spent ten years working my way up the the news business so I could come here, and I found people who also don't like you uh, to be my crew for some reason. Um, uh, but I also took all this, all this uh, um, um, martial arts stuff. So now I can kick your ass. And Bison's like, nah, I've been watching you. I don't think you're a real fighter. You're harmless. That's exactly what I wanted you to think. Uh-huh. And she kicks his ass all over the room. That part and, she's about, and she's about to kill him. But she succumbs to stupid baby face syndrome. Yep. Because <laughs> all of her friends run in and go, Lee. And she looks at them. And this turn, tur- like I'm, I'm distracted. Your music played. I was What's just happening? about to say the only difference between this and bad wrestling is the entrance music. <laughs> um, and then Bison ducks into his panic closet and hits a button that gasses the room, and everybody gets knocked out. So they're all That's taken prisoners again. Reprisoned. Um, reprisoned. Um, so <clears throat> Guile is on the radio saying, "Hey, I'm taking out their radar." on a different part of the river so you guys should be able to to show up on time um but the radar stations that you're blowing up colonel guile aren't radio stations miles from here on another part of the river that would actually help them get there their radio radar state the whole point of you in stealth mode is to be the, the radar won't pick you up. So you blowing up the radar is a bad idea because it gives away your position. Um, so um, anyway, so, um, oh, wait, wait, there's also, I forgot. Um, oh, he says, oh, yeah. So, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take out the radar. Then he reaches into his pocket, pulls out one of those little like mini camcorder video cassettes, puts it in a, like a dashboard player for, mini camcorder cassettes and it plays a video on a screen right in front of him that shows him and Charlie hanging out, having fun. Why is this on the stealth boat? Just in case like you want to watch some home movies. Sure. That feels like a a weird thing to put on a stealth boat. Is that standard or is that you have to pay extra for that in the package? I don't Um, know. So, um, they uh, so <laughs> Dr. Dalsim changes, he flips the switch on brainwash from bad to good, uh, <laughs> showing him, I shit you not, footage of Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech, 
which is going to turn him from being a mindless killing machine to a nice guy, I guess. Um, by the way, the one dude they have watching this, the science lab is the most ridiculous, like mob guy guard. In oh, the it's incredible. Movies. But he's the guy He's like, listen, so, uh, this this headhunter from the Bison Corporation, he came over. I was I used to work the door over at the, the, the Copa, and he comes to me. He says, "We would we're recruiting. I'd like to give you twice your normal salary to, to move the Shadowloo and become a guard." And he's like, "Well, you know, I mean, hey, listen, uh, the wife does she divorced me? The kids are off. Uh, they're all grown now. I figured might as well see the world." This guy is the most ridiculous, like like mob looking dude. He's fat. He looks like his name is Uncle Carmine. Like he's yes, just very out of place. Very, uh, anyway, so, so he he's he's not paying attention because he's looking at a porno mag because of course he is. Of course. Um, so um, then we see them having been. Uh, <laughs> we see um, uh, Bison say to all the people he's just recaptured, "Had you worked together, you might have been successful." But does he think that they interrupted her and and distracted her on purpose? Because they were working together. Yeah. It's a very odd thing. I feel like that's also a, a page missing. Um, prepare for stealth mode. They go into stealth mode, which causes seizures for some reason. That was odd. Yeah, that was so but weird. <laughs> then he takes out the radar positions that couldn't see him anyway giving away his position and ruining the element of surprise yes because colonel guile is dumb um bison forces immediately see them and jam the stealth mode there and and then cammy goes oh no sir they know we're coming yeah no shit you blew up a bunch of stuff that they have like (laughs) they know that you blew up a bunch of stuff however could they have gotten tipped off (laughs) um uh machine gun shoot the boat but i guess it's bulletproof um, and he says, uh, 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 who, who are you? Identify yourself. This is the collection agency, Bison. Your ass is six months overdue, and it's mine. I don't, what? Your um, ass is six months overdue, and uh, it's mine. Um, like a library uh, book. And then, uh, and then, uh, so God's like, Colonel Guile, alive? Yes, of course. He only faked his death to ingratiate his spies with you. And then he goes, I guess you didn't see that, did you? Which is an act, an actual full truth ad lib from, from Raul Julia. In the Had moment, to be. And kept it. It's Had so great. to be. Um, and it says, now, Miss Zhang, you will witness the first hand, the power that you spurned. Oh, I guess he's got surface-to-surface uh, nuclear warhead-tipped missiles that he's going to shoot at the boat. No, he's got Korean War era big like balls with spikes on them that are floating underground, and he's going to like use an actual Street Fighter II console from the arcade to like hit buttons to release big like floaty mines to blow things. This is the power you spurned. Like, like I don't feel like you that works. Have to watch this piece of this because it makes absolutely no sense no like it is it is just like fight things like there's no it's it's so chaotic it makes no no sense at all none of this no none of it um uh so um he says game over when he blows up the thing but they've already ejected so they're fine um cut to uncle tony uncle carmine he's figuring out what doll seems doing so he throws him into the mutagen cart which leaks all over him which I guess we're supposed to think this is how Dr. Dalsim gains his powers of stretchy arms, but he never shows it in the movie. 
No. Um, um, uh, so Blanca is ac- is accidentally released by a button that gets pushed, and he kills uh, Uncle Carmine. Um, uh, so Guile, um, Cammy, and Tiok are surprising idiot perimeter guards, and she yells out thrust kick in the middle of not doing a thrust <laughs> kick, uh, which is really fun. Um, hey, uh, so this supercilious AN uh, like suit guy is is in a helicopter on a 1994 cell phone talking to Madam Secretary about how he he was the hero of everything. Um, we never see him again after this. There's no way anybody hears anything. Like, when you're actually in a helicopter, you got to wear giant things on your oh, head and, and yeah, yell. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. And he's like, hello, Madam Secretary. Yes, when I stopped him from taking all the soldiers. Uh, like, it's ridiculous. Um, cut to um, uh, uh, Van Damme saying, hey, T-Hawk, what's with the headband? And he says, it's Cherokee. It brings good luck in battle. <laughs> and I, Cammy should have said, maybe we shouldn't be talking so loud. There's a guard literally three feet right there. there. <laughs> uh, so they take him out and they they send... Um, uh, oh, um, Van Damme falls down a tunnel. Like there's, a, like, a, there's like a grate in this... Yes. Exterior is a, is a very old Buddhist temple. But there's like a sewer grate there. Like a modern sewer grate, and he and he goes down. He slides down it. He no sells a tarantula walking around him. Um, and uh, they send down the rope, and he's he's okay. But he's going to go infiltrate from below uh, while they run off to like do something. Um, he says, uh, "Bison, hey, hey, the hostages. Um, uh, it, the time runs out. DJ, uh, did did they wire the twenty billion dollars to my Swiss bank account?" And DJ says, "Hell no, General." Because he's Jamaican. He's also played by the same guy who was the wisecrack and black dude in Leprechaun 4 in space. Miguel Nunez, <laughs> who also played Juana Man. Anyway, moving on. Um, I cannot, I still to this day can't believe you watched that whole Leprechaun series. I, but I, I can't believe it either, but I did. Um, so uh, now uh, Van Damme somehow perfectly comes through the floor grate in the laboratory uh, uh, and he gets attacked by Blanca is walking around down there and immediately knows it's Charlie. How could oh, he possibly yeah, know this? Instantly. How could he possibly know that that's that this Charlie? Um, said, oh, Charlie, what have they done to you? Uh, what have they done to me? Help me. I'll help you. I'll help you, my friend. I'll help you by shooting you in the head. You're my, you're my best friend, my soulmate. I have moved to heaven and earth to rescue you. You look a little different. We have no idea if there's an antidote. I'm going to murder you. And That's Dr. Dalsim says, no, you have no right. Um, uh, so It was like explained, an I'm sorry, I love you super kick moment. He explains to him, like, listen, I did whatever I could to try and help him. Uh, he retains the capacity for good and the capacity for evil. Will you murder him simply because he doesn't know the difference? Well, I mean... Maybe yes. not murder, but like put him in a jail cell somewhere. Don't we figure this whole thing out? Anyway, uh, Bison's decided he's going to murder all the hostages by releasing yes. Blanca onto them. Um, so he's going to bring up the incubation chamber and like, let him loose. Uh, but Guile gets in the incubation chamber. They also like create like a whole wall of swords so that he so Blanca can't <laughs> attack anybody else. And then the incubation comes up and the door opens and Van Damme flies out of it like he was launched out of a cannon. There's no room for him to run. There's no spring in there. This is the most ridiculous thing. Him doing a flying drop kick. 
And then, oh, it's amazing. Again, at this point, the only but the only good guy in this crazy chamber full of all this all these bad guys is Van Dam. He's got a sidearm, and that's it. Yes. Nobody can hit him. Nobody even comes close to hitting him with all their machine guns. Um, the, the, the good guys break out of their, their thing and they start running around. So there was like eight guys and 500 dudes with machine guns. Uh, this is a incredible, like ridiculous, um, battle thing that's going on. It's just Cammy and T-Hawk on the outside and be what none of the rest of the, of the boats have arrived on the Island. Not a single like, one. None of them, not a single one. So it's just Cammy and T-Hawk with their sidearms firing at all these things who can't hit them either. Like did, did. Did they skimp on bullets and just like give blanks shots? Yeah, they just gave, they just gave blanks to all the all people fighting for them. Um, Considering so, it's a war and nobody can shoot each other, that's a rough right. one. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, so Ken and Ryo go after the hostages because they've been promised first class tickets back to the thing. Now E Honda attacks Zangief and they fight. Zangief is uh, he's very dumb, and this is him in the video game. Um, He's got a very, very interesting patch of chest hair, which shows up at the end of the movie. Um, but it's much longer than that, and obviously glued onto his chest. He's got, he got, he's got shin hair. He's a Russian. He's a, he's a, he's a wrestler. But anyway, he, he and the sumo guy have a, have a fight that goes through this entire battle. Um, uh, we shall face defeat together, DJ. And DJ's like, who's we, motherfucker? And he leaves. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, so Guile gets met on a catwalk by 20 guys with guns, but there's 50 guys with guns behind him. And he thinks they're scared of him, but they're scared of the 50 guys. Uh, so Bison must be hiding. And so Bison jumps out and he and, uh, Guile have a one-on-one fight while all the rest of their men like leave. So just, two, yeah. just them two having a fight. Um, uh, so then they all kind of do the, the Simpsons back into the hedges. Yes. Thing. Yeah. It's very odd that, that this they, boils down to one-on-one when they have armies. It, it does. And also Chen Li is like, I'll go save the hostages. Like, I waited my entire life to kill Bison. I came really close. Um, and he's right over there. Um, I'm gonna go save the hostages. Thanks, though. You you take care of it. You're the man. You should probably take care of this. Um that's on you. But um, yeah, so there's a Godzilla joke. Where Zangief and and E Honda are fighting on the giant model, oh um, yeah, <laughs> with all the Godzilla sounds. Um, so um, uh, Chun Li and Balrog are looking for hostages. Balrog found some boxing gloves somewhere, which is good because he has to do a Looney Tunes punch where he like winds up and he goes boom. Um, so there's more mano a mano. A guy does some flash kicks, which are like these backflip kicks that he does in the video game. And then uh, he uh, Bison gets knocked into some electricity explodey panels, and then uh, Guile ca- calls Tammy. Um, uh, there's a giant war going on, and he says, uh, "I'm just I'm half dead. Bison is all dead, but he's not because there's like something in his suit that administers CPR and electroshocks uh, to his heart, and also uh, adrenaline. And then he comes back to life, and now he's electrical in his soul." Mm-hmm. Feels like if you have that technology, it should be applied to everybody on your side. Like, hey, I have all these things that can save your life. I mean, yeah, that's true. It, that's true. Um, cut to uh, DJ finds a big chase in a safe, and then runs away. And says, <laughs> "I should have, I should have stayed at Microsoft," which I believe is a Miguel Nunez ad lib. Um, 
Ken comes in. Oh, my Ken and Ryu have split off because Ken uh, is smart and he's like, everyone's shooting at us. We're we have no body armor. I want to go home. And Ryu's like, I'm going to go save things because I am a hero. And Ken's like, Yeah, dude, whatever you want to do. Bye. Uh, so Ken, uh, Ken is also trying to look for some money, um, but he sees uh, Ryu on a on a on a security camera, so being jumped by uh, Vega and Sagat. So he goes and uh, tries to help them. So they uh, help him there. Um, so, um, I have superconductor magnet electromagnetism, which means I can levitate. And so now he's just going to spam the psycho crusher move from the video game, which is where you levitate in a torpedo motion with your fists out front and punch dudes. So that's all he does. To, he does that to Zonkov Van Dam like 15 times. Um, uh, Ryu does a Hadouken to Vega. Ken does a show Ryu Ken to Sagat. You don't know what that means, but it's things from the move from the video game. Ryu like kills Vega, I guess. Because he never wakes up, and he's the only guy who, the only character other than Bison that doesn't make it out of the giant temple before right. it explodes. Yeah. So I guess he was killed, or not. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say that was probably a continuity error because I'm. It feels like Bison's probably the only one that should have died, but I just yeah. No, Vega. Him. Vega was just a, a vain You're dude. Just a guy. Yeah. No, he's just a vain dude. I don't know. Um. So um. Then then we get a, a wonderful moment from um. Uh, Bro Julia, who says, Phenomenal. Uh, For so I beheld Satan and he fell from heaven like lightning. And then he so does good. one more flying thing at Van Dam, who does a back spinny kick, which apparently kicks him so hard he flies back into his giant wall of CRT monitors and explodes. That was also a little confusing that that would cause you to explode, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but fun. Yeah. Um, so Chen Li and Cammy and Balrog free the hostages. Honda does the hundred hand slap, which is a thing he does in the game to Zangief. But then he says, ah, sorry, man, can't play no more. Got to leave because the whole place is exploding. Right. Um, and uh, this is where we find Zangief's chest hair. It's a very weird thing in the so movie. Weird. Um, he sees weird DJ in not uniform. This weird. is a this is the best conversation in the whole movie. It's like, hey, well, how could you leave DJ? Um uh, the, the enemies of freedom and peace are at our door. Wake up, man. Th these are the good guys. They came from all over the place to beat up our boss, to kill him. Like, well, then why do, why do you get, why are you working for him? Um, because he paid me a shit ton of money and now I'm leaving. And then <laughs> Zangief goes, you got paid? Which is the funniest thing in the whole movie is this, is this conversation. It's very, and yeah. Very odd. <laughs> Zangief is now a good guy. And he he holds up the blast door so everyone can get out before the giant explosion. Good for him. Um, DJ, leaves right secret, DJ, DJ leaves through a secret door. Sagat follows him. Um, Guile finds Charlie, who wants to stay and be killed, I guess, rather than be seen like this. Dulcim is bald now for no reason. He's bald because in the video game he's bald, and that's it. That's the whole thing. There, I have no other reason for that. He says, I must atone for my part in this. He and I will stay. We will die because we deserve it. I don't know. Um, so then um, uh, Guile tries to leave, but the place explodes. There's a set. There's a, hey, man, watch out. That's my severance pay. And of course, Sagat opens the chest and it's full of bison bucks, which are now worthless. So DJ and him don't get anything. Um, oh, no. Guile must be dead. And Cammy is weeping openly. Uh, JJ, JK, Guile's, fi Guile's fine. I don't like, know how he's good. fine, but he's, he's totally fine. He got out. Cammy is obviously in love with Guile and has been the entire time. Kudos to Kylie Minogue 
for playing that she's secretly in love with her boss this whole time. But he has no no concept of this, whatever. By the way, Jean-Claude Van Damme, at the time, totally fucking Kylie Minogue. That was the thing that was happening, but his character could not care less about her. Yeah. Um, uh, that that was, is that was fun a, tea, I did not know. Uh, that, it's fun tea from 29 years ago. Um, so, um, uh, so anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, he talks to Ryu and Ken. Like, I, I guess you guys earned your tickets back home. No, we're, we're going to stay because because newfound altruism, I guess. We're going to stay and help rebuild this country because we're good guys now. Um, and then Chun Li is like, hey, Colonel Guile, uh, thanks. He doesn't, she doesn't say this, but she says, hey, thanks for sending me to the bench while you killed the guy I've been spending 20 years trying to avenge my father's death against. But now, hey, uh, how about that private? Interview? What's up? <laughs> and she says, and she says, hey, well, he says, uh, you're going to wear that dress. Is it only if you wear that dress, which basically makes them the same as Bison. Like, I will only agree to a private interview, which is what Bison said he was going to do. If you wear that dress, which is what Bison did. <laughs> but this specific dress that the evil, brutal dictator who killed hundreds of people also likes that dress. And so do I. So basically the same guy, you know, samesies. I mean, samesies. Um, and so she's like, yeah, that's cool. We'll totally have sex. Um, and uh, there's a giant explosion, which actually was a bigger explosion than was supposed to be. Um, something caught fire that wasn't supposed to catch fire. And they blew up this whole thing and they left the shot in the movie as a second explosion. Um, and then they all did a pose of their stuff from the video game. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they'll do their ending pose like eh, or, mm, or mm, you know that's it <sighs> and our hero emerges too they all thought he was dead yeah no of course they all thought he was dead um it's it is very sad like uh Ro julia died of a stroke not of the cancer oh. um a couple of like i'll relate yeah like he was gonna do was gonna do was gonna do was gonna he was gonna die of the cancer anyway but uh, yeah, he died before the movie came out. Um, it it made like three times its its budget at the box office. Wow, those yeah. poor people who spent money to go see it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they didn't make a sequel. They, they made did? a sequel to Mortal Kombat. They did not. They didn't. Oh, even though, okay. Even though it made all of its money back, um, yeah, but they did not make a sequel. Uh, good. Yeah. Not great. Because then just think of all the cocaine. So that much. John Clyde would have had to do. All right, everybody. Uh, we got to go. Um, uh, but we'll see you next week. Uh, by well, the way, I'm I keeping mean, the flick. Oh, no. Get it out. It's terrible, it's, but I'm mm, keeping mm, it because you, you, mm. you have to see how bad it is. For that reason, you must watch it once and then burn all copies. Like it's just, it's keeping the flick with uh, an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, but de- next time who knows what we're gonna do next time it won't be this though no next time we're gonna get the flick out of here bye everybody r-e-s-p-e-c-t click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me now nah, that doesn't have a ring to it but if you like videos about real news stories that are funny stupid or weird subscribe now